Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are going on a Mardi Gras madness streak. And who do we have? Our old buddy, Senior Blues. It's Dave. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Woo! So even though it's slightly after Mardi Gras, we're both um, within the public sector. So we are here on Vendredi Gras. Lundi, Mardi, Mercredi, Judy, Vendredi. Because Mardi Gras was this past Tuesday. That Tuesday! And we are going to be spinning some of the hand-picked New Orleans best, Nolan's best, and the background track you're listening to right now is hurricane season, so that's what me and my buddy here, Dave, we are sipping on some Pat O'Brien's hurricanes, and we are feeling saucy, sassy. And ready to rock out some Nolan's jazz and music for you. So, without further ado, Dave, do you know what New Orleans is? Yeah, man, it's Louisiana. Well, I, I think that we're going to let Kermit Ruffins give a, a more detailed answer than that. Let's get it going. Are y'all ready for this? I can't tell. Are y'all ready for this? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Peep this out. What is New Orleans? What is New Orleans? New Orleans is red beans and rice on a Monday night. What is New Orleans? New Orleans is Creole gumbo, filet gumbo, Cowan gumbo, chicken gumbo, smoked sausage gumbo, hot sausage gumbo, onion gumbo. What? What is New Orleans? New Orleans is. With liver smothered in onion with brown gravy and two sunny side up eggs with a little biscuit on the side with cheese on the top of the hash brown. What is New Orleans? What is New Orleans? New Orleans is hot sausage on the grill every day of the week. What is New Orleans? New Orleans is Pork chop grits in it. New Orleans is 
any kind of meat you want with some grits and eggs, y'all. What is New Orleans? New Orleans is... New Orleans is Roots Cozy Corn. New Orleans is Joe's Cozy Corn. The little people place, y'all. New Orleans is the Trim Me Music Hall. New Orleans is Crystals. New Orleans is the Climax. New Orleans is, New Orleans is Fawns on a Thursday night. New Orleans is Donna's Boy Grill. New Orleans is the Preservation Hall, y'all. New Orleans is Jackson Square. New Orleans is New Orleans is Maximus. New Orleans is Roosevelt. We get nice and hungry on a Thursday night, y'all. What is New Orleans? What is New Orleans? New Orleans is Clyde Barbershop. Say for Orleans. New Orleans is the poor boy, y'all. Jeans, or wherever you want to take it, say for now. What is New Orleans? New Orleans is the sixth ward. Sixth ward, young fella. New Orleans is the night ward. New Orleans is the by ward. New Orleans is the third ward. New Orleans is the seventh ward, y'all. New Orleans is the eighth ward, you better believe it. Somebody said a 17 for shiggity. What is New Orleans? What is New Orleans? New Orleans is tuba fat. New Orleans is the rebirth brass band. New Orleans is the little rascals brass band. The new Burke Brass Band, y'all. And all these is the Trimby Brass Band on a Sunday night by Joe's Cozy Corn. What is New Orleans? New Orleans is the pinstripe with Mark way across the street playing the two. What is New Orleans? New Orleans who said it? What is New Orleans? New Orleans is the sidewalk stepper. New Orleans is the money waster. New Orleans is the black men of labor, y'all. What is New Orleans? New Orleans is the butt jumpers. New Orleans is New Orleans is the lady butt jumpers. Then. New Orleans is the trim me spokes. New Orleans is the high roller. New Orleans is. Golden trumpet. What is New Orleans? What is New Orleans? You boo 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 boo. New Orleans is Tipitina. Try la la la. You boo 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 boo. Peep this out, y'all.
Challenge a two-way pocket. Wait. You say friend. New Orleans is Abadou. New Orleans is Brother Fritz. New Orleans is Tyrone Miller. New Orleans is Kentucky. New Orleans is Peaches Out. Thank you. Hopefully, Dave, you got some answers from my good friend Kermit. That's some pool boys, some grits. Man, I love me some grits. Who doesn't love grits? Any meat you want on some grits is a fish and eggs, y'all. That's right. You know. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> that was great. Great song. I loved it. You got to love Kermit. You know, the thing about Kermit is he plays at Vaughn's every Thursday night. That's why he was like, Vaughn's on a Thursday night. And everybody went, wow. You know. The thing about that is, wherever he plays a gig, he brings his black long smoker and he puts it and he like attaches it to the the back of his truck, and he goes and he cooks for everybody in the band, and anybody that comes through that wants free barbecue off of his smoker. Damn, that's 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 a concert to go to. I mean, he's smoking he's smoking a reefer right outside and he's like grilling for everybody, and he's the one who's playing. I'm getting, next time I go to New Orleans, I'm going to try to see him. Well, that's the first thing we're going to have to fix. We're going to have to fix you saying New Orleans, so we're going to, it's Nolens. Nolens. Is that better? Or Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Nolens or New Orleans? New Orleans. Oh. Oh. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. There you go. Praise Jesus. Here we go. All right. We got a second track for you, and we started off that track because we figured, hey, that is a, a great like history of the city right there in one song. That's probably one of our longest songs, but there's a history to it. So there you go, and it's a great way to open up this whole podcast. So we've got one of the good old good ones for you. This is an actual Mardi Gras classic from, well, no, we're not going to say it's for who it's from. No. We're not. We're, we're going to keep some of these secrets. It's a secret. Right? It's a secret to everybody, just like The Legend of Zelda. All right, here we go. Track number two, baby. Bye. 
Tasty Noodles from The Good Doctor. Of course, that's from his album, Dr. John's Gumbo. Ico Ico. Beautiful tune. Beautiful tune. Made famous originally by the Dixie Cups. And here recently, Lady Gaga covered that shit with uh, Questlove. I'd like to hear that shit. Uh, it's somewhere out there on the YouTubes. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Do I sound like a 70-year-old yet? On the YouTubes, you can find Lady Gaga. Before she was Bradley Cooper's bitch. <laughs> Playing with Questlove. That's the guy who has the thing in his hair that's a monster drummer. Yeah, they were playing Ico. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, you know what? That, that would have sounded a lot better as Jimmy Stewart, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty close. No, Lady Gaga is that woman who wore a meat dress. 
Man, she looked like pastrami. <laughs> Before she was Bradley Co- Gary Cooper's bit. I'm sorry, Bradley Cooper's bit. <laughs> <She's fun. laughs> she did a, 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 a quest love. Yeah, he's he's the drummer with a big thing in his afro. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Say here, they did Ico Ico. Yeah, so, all right, that's our best Jimmy Stewart and um, old man. So, yeah, there you go. Got to give it up for Bre- Questlove. Questlove. I just said Breastlove. Breastlove. Sounds like a bad romance. So, okay. <laughs> now, <clears throat> she wants your revenge is what I heard through the grapevine, but mm. just okay. Anyway, so we got another great Mardi Gras song coming for you. Hopefully you're digging this wonderful banter. That's what banter here. Say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> Um, with me and Senor Blues, our buddy, old buddy Dave, we are talking New Orleans and Mardi Gras music, and here's another one coming at you. With my tutu When she was born in a bird suit 
The doctor slapped her behind Said you're gonna be special You sweet little tutu Now you can look as much But if you much as touch You're gonna have yourself a case I'm gonna break your face Now don't you mess with my tutu Don't mess with my tutu Now you can have the other woman But don't mess with my tutu My toot toot. Now, this is not a song about gas. Just so you know. This is not a like, upset stomach, diarrhea. This is not a Pepto-Bismol song. Mm-hmm. What this is about is my toot toot. It's like my special thing. This is Bay before Bay. All right, let me put it to you that way. <clears throat> toot is short for like tout le monde, like all of the world, right? So it's like my all, my all. So it's like you're very, very, very special someone. You know, whether that's a daughter or whether that's like your honey. It's the first bay before anyone else. So there you go. That's My Toot Toot by Rockin' Sydney. That's right. The latest Rockin' Sydney. The first Rockin' Sydney was Sydney Bechet. But this Rockin' Sydney was the accordion player from the Bayou Land. Any thoughts on that track, Dave? Great track. Um, I did not know that. I was uh, educated. So gently. Edumacated. Edumacated by... Uh, our good friend, Dr. Jazz. Me! You know, so I, I'm learning a little bit of French tonight, you know. I, we say right. You know, I'm, I'm learning some shit tonight. Vepasa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we, we were actually talking about this, and I was sitting there going, you know, we need to bring this up when we come back on here, because we were talking about, like, he, Dave was sitting there saying, like, I wonder how those French people felt when they came over all the way to Louisiana. I'm like, that's not the way it worked. So and I'm like, we, we just need to say this. So what it is is that there was Acadians that was in Canada, and they were drove down and drove down, and then they got to, like, the Midwest and, like, no, fuck it, it's too cold. So then, which I can totally sympathize yeah. with. And, you know, it snowed on Mardi Gras Day. I know. It was a bitch. A, a, a snow on Mardi Gras. This shit ain't right. So they knew it before they even stopped. So they just kept going. And they kept going until they basically found water. They basically found the absolute Northern Caribbean. Nolens. So, yeah. So what they did was those those Acadians, eventually with uh, a little bit of a dialect, you know, like you call like um, Indians, Indians, you know, with that kind of dialect. Like, oh, them Indians over there, right? Well, Acadians became like, oh, them Acadians over there. And then it became, oh, them Acadians over there. And then they dropped the A and it just became Cajuns. Instead of Acadians, it became Cajuns. And that's where we get the Cajuns with the Creole Patois. It's amazing storytelling. We say why. We say why, mon frere. He has no idea what we're saying, but it's all good. I'm going to learn. He's going to learn today. I'm going to learn today. See, the way that my, my checking account works is is that <laughs> <laughs> you're going to learn today. All right. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging with us. Hopefully, we're going to make your uh, belated Mardi Gras a very special one. Let's get to some more music. Uh, of course, that was Rocket Sydney 
with my toot toot, and we've got another good old good one coming for you. You are listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast with Senor Blues. I'm Dr. Jazz. Wild Chapatulas. Chapatulas. Can you spell it? Hell no. I can't <laughs> spell Chapatulas. T-C-H-O-U-P-I-T-O-U-L-A-S. Ah! I'm two hurricanes deep, and I can still spell Chapatulas. That's the new hurricane challenge. Can you drink two hurricanes within about an hour Yeah, about an and hour. spell Chapatulas that fast? Go. No. We'll wait. 
Can't do it. Go. Can't do it. Staring contest, man, you. Uh, and you, you lose. You win. You always <laughs> win. You always do. All right, so that's, of course, the Wild Chapatulas with Meet the Boys on the Battlefront. And the Wild Chapatulas was, believe it or not, you might not know this, Dave, the very first version of the Neville Brothers. Get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. Aha. See, I saved that nugget. Damn. Yeah. So that was Aaron Neville, Cyril Neville, Art Neville from the Meters. Wow. And um, Charles Neville. And then... Their uncle, their mom's brother, was the vocalist. That's Big Chief Jolly of the Wild Chapatula's Indian, Mardi Gras Indian tribe. Holy fuck. Blam! That is some fucking history right there. And how did the Neville brothers get started? Because Art, you know, was with uh, Leo Nocentelli, Zigaboo Modalist, and George Porter Jr. with The Meters. How in the world did they all become the Neville brothers as a band? It was their mom's dying wish. They're like, I want you all to get along, and I want you all to be a band. How how heavy is that, man? I mean, that's that's beautiful, but it's heavy as hell. Yeah. So that's why we had another Brothers. Yeah, you're right. Mm. So our very first taste of the Neville Brothers was a Wild Chapatula's album, which is all fantastic. But that song is just killer. So, And it puts everybody in a good mood, man. Mm. For sure. Laid back. Laid back. No need to call Miss Cleo. Just put on the Wild Chapatulas. <laughs> Meet the boys on the battlefront. Yeah. With some axe still too. Don't you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 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 Uh, getting to some more Mardi Gras music for you. We hope you're enjoying it. Hopefully it's nice, cool, kicking vibes for you. Here's another good old good one. We're not going to tell Dave what it is, because just like that, we want to surprise him. Every year there's a crazy scene Way down south here in New Orleans There's wild parties and big parades We doing things that you can't even see yeah, down in the quarter and hitting Tremere We getting ready for the mighty crowd, yeah Getting ready for the mighty crowd Getting ready for the mighty crowd yeah, yeah. Almost time for a carnival Getting ready for the mighty crowd We gonna dance and have a ball Cooking every kind of fish Red beans and rice and some crawfish A little gumbo and jambalaya Then trombone shorty gonna take you higher Nobody does it the way we can Way down south, down in Carnival Land Getting ready for the mighty Time for a carnival. I'm getting ready for the Mardi Gras. Ready for the Mardi Gras. We gonna dance and have a ball. I'm getting ready for the Mardi Gras. 
ain't helping Dr. John. Those Mardi Gras engines marching on and on. The funky meters at Congo Square. The sweet music playing everywhere. We gonna go and find the others. They'll be dancing to the Neville Brothers. Getting ready for the Mardi All right, what'd you think about that track there, Dave? Amazing. It goes so well, so well with this uh, hurricane that I'm drinking. Uh, two down. We're going two down, and we're about to get a, a hurricane in this next one. Oh, you dirty dog. I'd call you a salty dog, but that ain't what we're drinking. We're drinking hurricanes. Uh, any guesses to who the hell you think that is? That dude right in the corner? Dr. John? No. Fuck no. Mm-mm. God, I can't. Nope. Nope. Have no clue right now. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna get to hear this first, listeners. <clears throat> I'm gonna just show him the pick. Cause it's young. You ready for this? I'm ready, I'm ready. Alright. Alright, let's go. Oh shit! That's how young he was. Wow! That was his band. Holy they shit! Look like, they look like kids. Wow! That was them. That's the album it came from. Holy shit! So for all you listeners out there who was like, "What? What? What?" That was Trombone Shorty Troy Andrews with his band, and he looks like a baby. And by the way, if you want to see this picture, ain't no problem. Just go to the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D R J A Double Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com, and that way you can see everything we're playing from this episode. If you just want to download that music, please support some of these artists, you know, because we all need a little love, right? And yeah, that you're right. Change. And that pocket change. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. All right. So that was Trombone Shorty, believe it or not. And talking about the meters in Congo Square, Professor Longhair, Dr. John. Yeah, he's talking about all of them in there. So we've got a little history lesson from Trombone Shorty. All right. So we are going to cut to this next track. And we're going to go get us another hurricane. We advise you to do the same. You listen to the Dr. Jazz Mardi Gras podcast. Shake them on down on a Mardi Gras day. Chock em old Fiendo, hey. Chock em old Fiendo, hey. Chock em old Fiendo, hey. I'm gonna drink much wine on a Mardi Gras day. Chock em old Fiendo, hey. Oh, you better stop messing around. Oh, you better stop messing around. Cause the bot's gonna put you in a cool, cool ground. You better stop messing around. Oh, the Mississippi's deep and wide. Oh, the Mississippi's deep and 
wide. It was a sad, sad day when the fool jumped in. Chaco no fiendo. You better leave my wife alone. You better leave my wife alone. Cause if I catch you, you'll be dead and gone. Chaco no fiendo. Oh, the monkey's got a pretty face. The monkey's got a pretty face. Just go look in a looking glass. The monkey's got a pretty great the one the only danny barker on guitar and on vocals from the baby dodds group that's right that baby dodds drummer extraordinaire brother of the great clarinetist johnny dodds both who played with king oliver's creole jazz band and louis armstrong's hot five and hot seven which dave and i were just discussing a second ago it's amazing how much history you know about jazz like they they should really call you dr jazz for a reason (laughs) they do (laughs) <laughs> they do um, I can't help it I love jazz and I love the connecting lines you know what I'm saying um, I don't do lines motherfucker I connect them so <laughs> so um, no seriously though th- th- this album is from the album um, that song I'm sorry Chacamo Fiendo Hey is from the album Jazz a la Creole which is just this black and white out album with like these cutouts of these dudes, you know, and, and black and white photos. And like, I was even telling Dave, I was like, you would just skip over this shit if you saw it in a record shop. Yeah, There's man. no way that that music so, looks like it comes on that cover. It's it's just, you're like, what? He just handed me the cover. And I was like, no, like, you wouldn't expect that to come from that. That's, it, it, it would be totally passive. Totally. Totally. Sorry, I got to sip on a hurricane there. So. 
Third hurricane. Hurricane. Mm. It's getting hot and hurricane. So, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, this is a great album. Um, if you don't have Jazz a la Creole, you owe it to yourself to either download it, listen to it, buy it. I, I, this is one of those few albums, and I don't say this often, Beg, steal, or borrow this album. I don't care. You need to get a hold of this album. The whole fucking album is unbelievable. Okay. And that this is one of the things I was just explaining to Dave is, you know, down south, you know, up here, we're up in the Midwest. And people like to put shit in boxes. And I don't mean like Marie Kondo. Like, do you feel joy with this? I'm talking about like for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah motherfucker, I feel joy with all this shit. Oh, so, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> No, like I, I'm talking about, like it's, the, the people want to put shit in boxes. Like, well, that's Dixieland, and that's more like uh, Zydeco, and that's more, you know, <clears throat> fuck that shit. Because the truth is, is that down south, shit is a lot more fluid. And that's one of the things I was explaining to Dave. It's like, yeah, it's like you know what we're listening to is like Danny Barker, who had like these like young bands and stuff, you know, that he would get all these famous musicians started, like Winfred and Branford, Winton and Branford and all that shit, because they were Ellis's kids. But Danny Barker was playing with Baby Dodds, who played with Louis Armstrong, who played with King Oliver, and King Oliver learned all his shit from Bunk Johnson and Bunk Johnson from all that directly to Buddy Bolden. So, I mean, it can you can literally make the lineage in like two or three stops because everybody is so fluid. And we all know Winton can play... Like that really out there shit, you know? Like, we've heard him play like Miles Davis in the 60s. He can do it. And he also can scat on every Ken Burns special. No, 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 Dave, you got to understand. Do, 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 Boom, 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 You know? That's Wenton in a nutshell, right? Sorry, Wenton. Love you, but still. You know, if you are a cartoon on Big Mouth, you'd just be the guy going, do, 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 boom, 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 boom. And you know I'm right. And you know this, man. And you know it. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So we're celebrating Mardi Gras here at the Dodge Jazz Podcast. Baby Dodge Trio, Jazz a la Creole, Beg, Steal, or Borrow It. Moving on. Next track. Yeah. Go back to when I was a kid. Daddy waking us at the break of dawn. He said he had to go and carry on. Listen to the sound of the bell. Take them down. Bye, bye, bye. 
from way uptown to the town of the hell. Make coochie, make fire, never bow down on that dirty ground. No. Indian soul, Indian mind. Yeah. We leave no one behind. All through the city. That is Big Chief Monk Boudreaux. Some of the most soulful vocals I ever heard in my life, and I wanted to share that with not only all of y'all, but I wanted to share that with my good pal Dave. That was Monk's Mardi Gras. And, of course, Monk Boudreaux is a big chief. And uh, let's talk about some Mardi Gras Indian facts for a second, right? So what's the deal? What's the deal with the Mardi Gras Indians? I mean, they get to the airport. No, no, seriously, like, what's the deal with Mardi Gras Indians? Like, a lot of people don't understand, like, why do they sew these elaborate suits all year long just for one day? Why do these people march on Mardi Gras Day? Why do they have so much pride? Why are there so many tribes? Why is there a big chief? How many people are in a tribe? Tonight at 10 on the news. (laughs) No, like, but, but, but. Seriously, there's a lot of questions that people don't understand. And like, are they making fun of a Native Americans? Because we're going to call out so many social. No, 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 no. Slow your roll. That's ain't what this shit's about. This shit goes back ages. And what it's about is Mardi Gras Day was the one day for black folk when Jim Crow did not apply. So what it was is they couldn't be a black man and get away with not acting with the Jim Crow laws. So for one day a year, Mardi Gras Day, they were red. Mm. And when they were Indian red, they were invincible because the Indian was the first inhabitant of these United States. True. So the Native American was red and they called themselves like it was a, a point of pride not a point of contention but a point of pride to be called you look very pretty in that Indian outfit and you look so Indian red that was like a, the, one of the highest compliments you could ever get and there would be all these different tribes guardians of the flame the wild magnolias the wild chapatulas you know the golden eagles so you'd have all these different tribes, you know what I mean, coming out from different sections of New Orleans, and they'd be going out on Mardi Gras Day, and they'd be, you know, like in tribes down the street, and you'd have a spy boy, and the spy boy would be out front to see if there was another tribe coming your way, right? Then you have a flag boy, and your flag boy would carry like your crest or your, your, you know, your spear with all the pretty feathers on it, right? Then you'd have like, you know, um, like the big chief. The Big Chief was a big deal. Like, there's been a lot of songs about the Big Chief, right? Well, Monk Boudreaux was a big chief, is a big chief, of the Golden Eagles. Just like Big Chief Jolly, who was the Neville brothers' uncle, was an actual big chief of the Wild Chapatulas. 
So there's a lot of lineage there. Like, you know, uh, Donald Harrison, great alto saxophone player, is actually part of the Guardians of the Flame because his father was a big chief, and I think he's a big chief now too, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a whole history and context there. And then when two, this is a cool part, when two... Mardi Gras Indian tribes meet on the same street. It's not like traffic. They don't go, it's okay. No, you go ahead. You turn left and I'll go right. No, no, no. It's, it's a show because somebody has to move. And so they make this, they make this standoff. You know, and, the, and the, they, they put the two spy boys together, the two flag boys together. Right, right, right. So then it has to come to where the big chiefs meet together and decide to amicably like... One can go the other way past them, and the other can go the other way past the other tribe. So it's a big show, and these feathers are huge. These these uh, these elaborate costumes, and it's a whole wonderful tradition. It's one of the thousands of wonderful traditions that are lost everywhere except for New Orleans, Louisiana, and that's what makes that place so damn special. Is the fact that they hold on to these fucking traditions that everybody else just like throws down a building, throws down a car plant, throws down all this other shit. But they've been holding on to this shit for hundreds of years. And that takes a hell of a lot of effort. Absolutely. So, you know, kudos to everybody in the Big Easy. And every day, I mean, right now, Mardi Gras happened on Tuesday. This motherfucker's sewing right now to make the most beautiful Indian suit that they can for next year's Mardi Gras and the 2020 Mardi Gras. Do you understand that? Like, it just happened Tuesday. You think they're retaliating and, 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 like, resting? Hell no. They're starting their new suits Wednesday morning. So, I don't mean to get on a diatribe, but I love the fact that there's this rich tradition that means so much to people because it just seems like traditions are like tissues nowadays. And that's something that's special to New Orleans. It's something that's special to the music. It's something that's special to anybody who gives a damn. So there you go. I've said my piece, Dave. You can say whatever you want. He said it all, y'all. He said it all. So we're going to keep on moving forward with this beautiful heritage and this beautiful movement. And hopefully I can get my ass down to Mardi Gras in 2020 and really experience it. See you there. Mm-hmm. They say la montagne roulée.
na na. That just sounds so wrong when I say it like that. It sounds so wide. It's like, that was Hey Na Na by Galactic. It was a super cool groove. <laughs> I gave it a 10 because it's got a good beat. Thank you, Dick Clark. No. Right. No. Welcome to American Bandstand. Marty Crydition. No. So, no, no. Seriously, like, this shit is awesome. This is from the album by Galactic Carnival Electros. Or Electricos. Anyway, it's like the electric version of their celebration of all things Mardi Gras. Because they're from New Orleans, right? And that song just encompasses the, the, the vibe, the, the height, the groove, the energy, the everything you can motherfucker think of for Mardi Gras. And it's just in your face. In your face! And it's just, it's so groovy. I love that track, and I'm so glad that I got to share that with you today. It gets fucking, it, it really got me hyped to drink some more Hurricanes, like, for real. Like, I think I'm about to down half of this right now, because... Sugar hot. That, that shit is, like, it gets you pumped. So Pump. Pumped. Yeah, not like a golly man. We're here to pump. You, you up. <laughs> Next track.
Fuck yeah. Roy Bird. Who? Roy? Fess. Who? <laughs> Professor motherfucking long hair. We are talking about the motherfucker that was the mirror image in the 1950s to Fats Domino. Mm. Fats Domino was the popular favorite, if you will, going, ain't that a shame? And everybody's like, oh, I know that song. I love Fats Domino. Look at that big man hit them keys. <laughs> yes, he just looks like the state of marshmallow man. I love him. I love it. I'm walking. Yes, indeed, I'm talking. And everybody's like, I know that song, too. But the other side of that was this guy who was a bean pole who had a bald head and very long hair on the back of his head. And he wore these crazy sunglasses from time to time. And he'd have this weird shake when he'd play the piano. And his whole body would wiggle left to right. And he was doing this weird thing, man. It's almost like Jelly Roll. He was doing this rumba thing in the in the left hand. It's like... And then he was swinging in his right hand. And people just could not grasp on them. I don't know. He's just, it's not I'm Walking by Fat Stomach. It's not Ain't That a Shame. It's just, it's some weird kind of rumba thing. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. You know, so. But later on, just like Thelonious Monk, he was ahead of his time, good old Roy Bird, a.k.a. Professor Longhair, because as this new generation of folk players, like, Art Neville, like Dr. John, Mac Rebinac, yeah, you're right, was getting into music. They're just like, yeah, we've all heard Fats Domino and ain't that nice. But what is this motherfucker doing? He's got this weird rumba thing going on. That's funky. And then they developed that further. Because what happened was, are you ready for this, Dave? I'm ready. Roy Burr was working as a janitor in a record shop. He was just, a bitch. <laughs> it is a bitch. He was sweeping up dust off the vinyl crates. And this one dude, Quint Davis, was sitting there and he was in search. Like, everybody thought Professor Longhair was dead because nobody had ever heard of him. Like, they're like, we don't know what the hell happened to Professor So he goes into, Quint Davis goes into his record shop and he sits there and goes, Yeah, no, I, I can't believe you actually have a couple of these early 1950s Prof- Professor Longhair records. Yeah, I'm going to buy all these. So the owner of the record shop sits there and says, uh, Fess, why don't you go ahead and carry them records out to that for this nice gentleman? Oh, okay. I'll go take off this record. And Quint Davis, thank God he was a knowledgeable soul. He put two and two together. He said, whoa, 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 why do they call you that? Oh, well, you see, back in the day, I, I, I had a nickname. I mean, I was a musician, and I played the piano, and my name was Professor Longhair. Quint Davis basically picked his body up. He had an out-of-body experience, picked his own body up, <laughs> jumped back into his body, and said, oh, my fucking God, like, we've been looking for you for forever. You're alive. Well, yeah, I've been right here. You know, so Fess had a revival in the 70s, and at about 19... Was it 78? I want to say it was 78 or 79. They start, George Ween, 
right? The same guy that started the Newport Jazz Festival in the mm. 50s and the Newport Folk Festival and all that other okay. shit, right? He decided in 1978-1979 that he was going to start this new thing. He's a guy that talks like this. He's a way up, you know, from New Yorker, you know what I mean? Like chopping on a cigar, right? He's still alive, though, right? Mm. 50 years ago, he said, we need a real cultural a heritage, like celebrate the music of this place kind of event. And George Ween started the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. And the headliner was Professor Longhair. Damn. And Fess basically enjoyed a nice revival because Dr. John praised him. The meters praised him. He went on tour with the meters all over. He was the main act, and Art Neville was playing an organ behind him, and the, the Meters was his back and band. Killer shit. But what he is best known for is the song that we just heard, the Mardi Gras anthem of all mamas of the Mardi Gras anthem. If you go into New Orleans, you ought to go see the Mardi Gras. And everybody knows that beat. Everybody knows that intro. Everybody knows that whistling, and they know that is the Mardi Gras anthem. This is the Mardi Gras anthem. And it's Professor Longhair. So, now, what I'd love is to get is, is Dave's take on Fest. Because Fest means the world to me. And I'm very biased. But I want to I wanna get Dave's take. Because he was up and dancing, by the way. I know that he ain't going to tell you that. But I'll tell you that because I'm for real, right? And Dave was up and dancing around this music room to Mardi Gras and all ones. Dave. Well, if you... Imagine this. Take a, a bunch of Sour Patches, you know, Sour Patch Kids, and stick them in your mouth, and then have somebody kick you in the, the nether regions to start your day. That's I mean, that's how Professor Longhair feels. It's, it's, it's a kick in the soul. It's like a neon... Uh, kick you in the Sour Patch. Yeah, it's a kick in the Sour Patch. Or it's you know it, for me it was like a neon shot to your to your pineal gland you know I mean something deep hits you you just want to get the fuck up out your seat and just dance because that motherfucker gets you going. Fast. Long live. Long live fast. Long live fast. Fuck yeah. All right. So we've had enough of a diatribe here. Hopefully you feel very strongly about fast the same way we do. If not, drink more hurricanes. Next we got another Mardi Gras anthem from the good doctor. Are you ready for Mardi Gras Day, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. All that you can hear, the 
Well, there's a long hair and think for a mile. All on a body for me. Silver is your pocket, shall we pull a smile? All on a body for me. And all I'm gonna say, all night and day, is a whole Dr. Mac Remanag, Dr. John, yeah, you're right, bearing his soul on Mardi Gras Day. The big bass drum, the big boree. <laughs> yeah, baby. Mm. So the question I had to ask Nate, even though I've seen Treme, was what the hell is the second line? Well, you always want to be part of the second line. You never want to be part of the first line. Because here's the thing. This is one of the things I was explaining to them students. You know what I'm saying? Is that in New Orleans, they celebrate anything with a second line. Now, what is a second line? Let's go ahead and define that first. What is a second line? A second line is where you have basically like a bunch of musicians or a brass band that follows your ass around everywhere you go. And then they're playing and hooting and hollering and everything else. And everybody is like... Pomping him umbrellas or like a scarf or they're just following in like a mini parade. That's what a second line is. Now, let's go back to the other part. In New Orleans, they will celebrate anything. If you have a kid, reason for a second line. If you get married, reason for a second line. You retire, reason for a second line. 
you get divorced. Reason for a second line. Use a free man now, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Second line. But also for funerals. Now, there's a rich, rich tradition about the first and second line for funerals. Now, that's what really comes into play. Back in the day, there used to be pleasure and social aid clubs. And basically, you would pick a club, like you would insurance, right? And you would pay uh, a fee per month, a dollar, two dollars. And when you or your loved one and your family passed away, now keep in mind, they don't have graves in New Orleans. They have mausoleums because the whole city's under the water table. So all the graves are above ground. So that being said, what happens is, is that you have the first line, which is the sad line. It's the family who are um, grieving the recently departed. And everybody follows that, that group. And there's a band. Even for the first line. Now, they are playing what they would call funeral dirges. Right? Like, free as a bird. But, I mean, like... One. Two. Three. Four. Ba-da-bum, bum, bum, bum. I mean, slow as hell. And women are usually like wailing like, oh, my Jesus. You know what I mean? So, I mean, because they are truly grieving, right? Now, what happens is, is when they throw the body in a mausoleum and the priest sits there and he says, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? Which is why I end my podcast that way. Every podcast I end that way. Because what happens after they put the body in a mausoleum is they start swinging their ass off back all the way to wherever the party's at, the house where the food's at, the bar, wherever you go, right? And it's, oh, didn't he ramble? Didn't he ramble? Yes, he did. He rambled all over town. You know, you, all over. Yeah, didn't he ramble? He ramble. Till the butcher shot him down. Yeah. I mean, it's like a revival on the way back and it's just bumping and the, that that's the that's the second line and it's not this inclusive thing where it's just family anybody and their mama can join the second line so you hear that that second line coming back where you don't know if it's for a divorce a funeral a birthday or you know whatever right but you know it's a party you know it's music you know it's swinging and you asses in that in that second line and you pumping that umbrella. Sorry, I got a little wind in there. But my point is, do 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 do. Right. So my point is, is that's what the second line is, right? You don't want to be part of the first line because that means you usually lost somebody. You know, that usually only applies to 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 death in the family, right? But the second line is where you swing like mad, and that beat is just bumping. And that's what you everybody wants to be a part of, right? So, and you know, wherever they land, there's, there's going to be food, there's going to be drinks, there's going to be commiserating, you know. So that's what the second line is. Boom. Well, call me motherfucking educated about second line now. Education. 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 You don't get any meat unless you eat your pudding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. 
We got some more great Mardi Gras tunes coming for you. Hopefully you're digging this. You are listening to Dr. Jazz and Senior Blues on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. enough to tell us you play anything we wanted to hear. So that'd be a great place to start. Anywhere I am, there's a bit of Tipitina. Anywhere I am, there's a bit of Tipitina. Anyone from New Orleans knows exactly what I mean. Something goes along with me Anywhere I go Something goes along with me It's the charm of the city Hey, hey, hey The Crescent City in me It's the New Orleans thing. It's a New Orleans thing It doesn't leave you just because you leave town No, no We got our own special swing It's a New Orleans thing It's a New Orleans Got our own special sting Here's a New Orleans thing I love to go to the quarter I love to go downtown Stopping at the music factory And see who's getting down It could be anyone Where the music flows so freely Could be trombone shorty Dr. John Might even be me Anywhere I am, something goes along with me. It's the charm of the city, hey, 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 the Crescent City in me. It's a New Orleans thing. It's a New Orleans thing. It doesn't leave you just because you leave town No, no We've got our own special swing on Here's a New Orleans thing Toussaint with It's a New Orleans Thing on Sound Opinions, paying tribute to his roots in New Orleans. 
Yes, 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 Lau. That was Alan Toussaint. Alan motherfucking Toussaint. Solo, piano, and vocal at the same time with a tune that he wrote called It's a New Orleans Thing. We got our own special sting, baby. And it's a New Orleans thing. Now, those of you who are very versed in Professor Longhair will know that there's tons of Mardi Gras in New Orleans in that song. Tipitina. All these things. And not to mention, he names drops Tipitina, Trombone Shorty, Dr. John. All these great things. And I was just mentioning to, to Dave here at the very end. It's like, you know, that's one of the things that we love to do down south. It's a very southern thing. Is we love to feel part of a tradition. And it's not necessarily in a bad way. Like, we just love to be part of going back to Professor Longhair and going back to Dr. John and being a part of Trombone Shorty or Baby Dodds and King Oliver and Louis Armstrong and Buddy Bolden and Sidney Bechet and all these motherfuckers. It's like we're all part of the same musical family. We love tradition. Just like Jewish people would love tradition, right? They always like the candles, right? For Shabbat. Mm-hmm. That's a tradition. Right. But nobody gives them shit about that because it's their thing. Well, in the South, specifically in New Orleans, we love the tradition of just being part of the same musical family, man. And it, like I said, it's fluid. So it's not just jazz or just blues or just Dixieland or just funk, just soul. No, it's all of it. It's a big gumbo. Yeah. Right? And that's what makes it so damn important, right? So there you go. Now, Dave, do you know... All the different famous songs that Alan Toussaint has wrote. Fuck no. <laughs> Have you ever heard the song? Working in the coal mine. Fuck yes, I did. He wrote that. No shit. That was one of my mom's favorite songs. Right. Have you ever heard the song? Everything I do gonna be funky. Yeah. From now on. Yeah. Fuck he that. wrote that too. Have you ever heard the mother-in-law, mother-in-law? Well, he wrote that. Have you ever heard Lipstick Traces on a Cigarette? The old... Yeah, 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 he yeah, wrote yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He wrote that. Have you ever heard um, that uh, it's just a sweet touch of love? They used to be on an Axe commercial for the Chocolate Axe. Yeah. He wrote that shit. That was actually him singing it on the commercial. Wow. Yeah. So Alan Toussaint just passed away a few years ago, and he is a New Orleans staple. Him and Lee Dorsey. If you've ever heard Night People. Night People. Hanging out. Looking at each other. Waiting for something to happen. He wrote that too. For Lee Dorsey. That's right, motherfucker. Alan Toussaint is everywhere. Everywhere. He wrote all that shit for Irma Thomas. He was part of Seahorn's, what they call Seahorn's Soul Farm, that record uh, company back in the 50s and 60s. He was part of the Meters. He was part of the Neville Brothers. He he dabbled everywhere. Irma Thomas, he he was good friends with Dr. John. Hell, in the end of his life, he was sitting there recording with Elvis Costello, out of all people, you know. So, I mean... Alan Toussaint is a New Orleans legacy within itself. Have you ever heard Southern Nights? Southern Nights. Yeah, by Glenn Campbell. That was super mm-hmm. fast, but the slow version was written by Alan Toussaint originally. And he, Yeah. Killing so, it. So now do you understand what a legacy this man is? 
Um, yeah. That, that man had more hits than fucking Tinder. <laughs> Shit. All right. On that note, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're going to swipe left. Let's go. Why is there a midget? <laughs>
right. That was New Orleans music by the Rebirth Brass Band. Ah! Straight up that. That is Rebirth Brass Band. That is one of the new brass bands. Now, brass bands are New Orleans tradition that goes back all the way to the 1800s, 1890s. Wow. Yeah, because brass bands are the ones playing in them second lines, right? That's a great segue. So, but that's the thing. They were part of them social aid and pleasure clubs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, each social and pleasure club had uh, a brass band, and they would pay these brass band members to go do their thing, right, for the second lines. Now... That tradition has continued on through Dejan's Brass Band, the original Tuxedo Brass Band. You've got all these dudes, right? Paul Barberin and his Brass Band, and he did like the Bourbon Street Parade, etc. But in the 80s, late 80s, 90s, 2000s, there was a resurgence of the whole Brass Band movement, and that was one of the big ones right there. Rebirth Brass Band. And in that brass band, we had Kermit Ruffins, who we heard on the first track. What is New Orleans? Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Yeah, he was one of the very, uh, he was one of the, the trumpet players in that brass band, the Rebirth Brass Band. So, uh, I got another brass band track that's more modern, even from Rebirth, that we're going to listen to next. But I want to get Dave's initial take on this just frenzy of sound brass sound in your face first of all it ain't hard to see why people go to new orleans to fucking party in new orleans new orleans it's not hard to see i mean there's so much spirit that like just gathers you to that uh to to that point you know where you want to sky keep on turning and we'll keep this fucking party going, man. It's only nine twenty. They don't Shit. know that. It's only. They, yeah, don't, know they that. don't even know that. They listen, listen to it like four in the listen, afternoon. That's four in the afternoon. But listen, listen. We only had three hurricanes. This ain't. This ain't even a thing. We about to go deep. We about to go deep. How many? How many songs we got left? How many I don't songs? even know. We don't we even have twenty-one total. Twenty-one total. We hour and thirty-six minutes dips. And we. What did I just fucking say? I said one hour and thirty-six minutes deep. Anyways. Yep. yep. For reals. For real. Keep on listening. We're going to keep on having a great time. Brass band number two. Two. We're going to bring in some 504, yo. Enjoy 
Presenting the good city, the big easy, the crescent city. We're talking about the land of slot machines, voodoo queens, and red beans. We're talking about New Orleans, baby. Ain't nobody said it better. Ain't nobody said it better. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Fucking A. What I want to say to you right now is this. That last song was like super silky compared to some of the other songs that we heard. And I mean, he just keeps on bringing it to me. You know, with this, the music, it's crazy. Dave, you cannot sit there and say, I'm bringing it to you. In I know, sil- I know, I know. It's silky it's what, in the same. I know, thing. what the fuck did I just say? I don't know. Somebody rewind this shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Talk about, you going to ruin my street cred. <laughs> my jazz street cred. It's like Dr. Jazz is silky, baby. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, uh, I believe up next, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got a very special tune, and I've I've been telling Dave, I was like, there's two or three, four or five that you really need to listen to the words because they're really important. You know what I'm saying? So, in this next one, I'd really like for whatever you're doing, just to set it down for about five minutes, four and a half, something like that, and just listen to the words because there's a lot of history in there, and it's special. All right, so here we go. Mm-hmm. 
city, in a city, music never dies. last one was called In the Vaucare, and it was written and played by and sung by yours truly, Dr. Jazz. And my old buddy Dave here is being all sappy and super nice, and he said that's probably, what'd you say, is my favorite song that you've heard? Yeah, it's my favorite song, man. Like, Way too nice. Honestly, like he, like, if you don't know Dr. Jazz, he, he really embodies music and he loves teaching kids, and he he really he feels every word that he says, and he does as much as he can for you know students. So I, I really like everything that he he tries to bring across. So he's a good dude, and uh, you can just feel it. You feel it in your soul when he sings and when he plays, you know, stuff for you. So I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you saying that, Dave. <clears throat> and you're one of my good buddies, and you know that, and I appreciate the kind words. 
you know, now we're, we're getting all sappy here at the end of this shit, and I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, Let's keep this party we rolling. We got to keep the party rolling. I just wanted to stick that in there because I do love New Orleans so damn much, and I wanted to put in all the, the different styles of music and the fact that you can go anywhere in a vocal ray, which means old view, by the way. Okay. In French. Shit, I'm learning French today. There you go. Yeah, you're right. You're learning today. You're going to learn today. <laughs> Who going to learn today? Me. That's right. We say right. It means yes, that's right. Um, yeah, you're right. That's what it means. <laughs> you know, it actually means yes, that's true. I know there's people who are going to be like on, you know, Rosetta Stone going, actually, actually, it means yes, that's true. You know, but, you know, <laughs> but yeah, we say right basically is, uh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, which is another New Orleans saying. It's like, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, you sounded pretty good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, that's what we say. Uh, all right. We got a couple more coming at you. So, let's get this Mardi Gras thing. Keep rolling, right? Let's go down to the smoking hole. Light us up just, just one more bone. Beat our feet on the burning coal. Let's go down to the smoking hole. Rub me till my monkey shine Your breath is smell like turpentine Rub me till my monkey shine Let's go down to the smoking hole Light a cup, just one more bone Beat our feet on the burning coal Let's go down to the smoking hole This awful itch. I didn't know love could be like this. Life's a dog, love's a bitch. I think this doctor gonna stop it rich. Let's go down to the smoking hole. Light us up just one more bone. Beat our feet on the burning gold. Let's go down to the smoking hole.
Um, our herbivore extraordinaire. <laughs> Give us your take on this song. Well, uh, who hasn't had a good time at a smoking hole in college? So, uh, you know, it's your it's breath a good... smells like turpentine. He that motherfucker really did say your breath. <laughs> Rub my monkey till it shines. <laughs> Smell like turpentine. I said, what? I said, what did he just say? Like, I was like, I had to close my eyes for a second and just be like, did he really fucking just say that? He did. Like, I can't believe he just said that. But, you know, I mean, who doesn't like a good time every now and then again? And uh, I'm just I'm just happy. I'm just happy right now. We got these three hurricanes deep. We're still on the third hurricane. Jenny likes a good time. Who doesn't like a good time? Jenny. Jenny, does, Jenny likes a good time. Jenny likes a good time. You know, right? eight six seven five three zero five three zero nine. You can use for first a good time, all, You should call it. First of all, let me hit you up with that. If you use that number nationwide, you can get pretty much any discount. It's like a ten percent discount. So use that shit. Bet you didn't know. Thank that, you, man. Jenny. Thank you. <laughs> or Tommy Tuto. Whatever, right. <laughs> I mean, who goes to a bathroom at a bar, sees a number, and goes like, I've got a song. <laughs> right. You know, and it says, for a good time, call. I'm going to put that in there, too. <laughs> I don't know why we're getting off on Tommy Too Don't. That was the New Orleans Radiators from their album Heat Generation. And we heard Smoking Hole, which is one of the most groovy, laid-back tunes that we've heard on this whole podcast, right? And... And the rules of Mardi Gras and the decadence and debauchery rules that you should do many things in excess. Amen. By the rules of Bacchus. Uh-huh. Uh, you could do what you wanna. Uh-uh. Do what you wanna. That's right. And uh, then repent for it later. So there you go. Of course, we're two days after Lent, so you know what I mean. I have decided in all earnestness, I'm giving up sobriety, Dave. Yeah, me too. Okay, so that's why we're three uh, hurricanes deep. We are staying true to Lent. I hope you're happy, America. Okay. <laughs> you voted in that motherfucker, so now we've got to give up sobriety for Lent this year. All right, so we ain't going to get on that mess. Here we go. Next track. My do clued me how Full of magical roots How to boil them down Till the water turned brown From the juice The right kind of all The right kind of root Put it in a bottle Get it ready to use on you Oh yeah I can train your love to look my way by midnight Command your heart To beat for me by noon The morning sun won't set Before your match is met Howling out for love beneath the moon I rule a violent I'm a Louisiana medicine man Louisiana medicine man I'm running the woods 
collecting all the herb I can. I got my green green dust, my mojo hand. Got to be good. I'm a loser and I'm Your resistance It'll wear you down Just like a hound In the distance The wrong kind of move One wrong turn Won't be long Before you learn Of my existence I rule the value land Louisiana medicine man All the herb I can I got my green green dust My mojo hand Got to be good I'm a loser and I'm medicine man medicine man collecting all the herbs he can i love those little voodoo songs like that because there's it just shows you the glimpse of of the dark side to new orleans because yeah there's there's lots of light and happiness and like hey smoke your bowl man let's all have a good time monkey shine and turpentine you know and and then there's like on a Mardi Gras day, you know, and everybody's beating that bass drum and everybody's, you know, drinking a Miller wine and, and shit like that. But then there's another side, another side that deals with Papa Legba, another side that deals with Baron Samdi, Mama Brigitte, Marie Laveau, etc., etc., etc. And Coco Roby Show is one of the ones that deal or dealt, because he's passed now. He passed away on Frenchman Street, I believe at the Apple Barrel. And he made cameos in the HBO series Treme, which, by the way, if you love this music and you haven't checked out Treme, you owe it to yourself to check out Treme. It's fantastically done. It's completely accurate uh, for what locals and that city actually feels like, talks like, celebrates like 
and everything else. It's it's set in post-Katrina New Orleans, and um, it basically shows you how everybody around there dealt with that bitch called Katrina. So, but Coco Robbie's show is a definitive staple of New Orleans, even if he's not nationally known the same way that Dr. John is or Aaron Neville. Um, but he's super important. And uh, now I'm going to let Dave say a couple words because I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, great song. I believe, uh, you know, Nate couldn't have said it better, but, uh, you know, this, this, uh, those dark arts. As a uh, you know, uh, you know the the great comedian uh, Theo Vaughn said, you know they get into your heart sometime. You know that's 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 what it is. But uh, these dark arts get into us, and you know we have to battle them. And you know what what uh, who who do you want better in your corner than a, a medicine man to battle them dark arts? Yeah, you're right. All right, that's my little nod to Coco. Love Coco, love him to death. All right, I believe we've got one, two, three, four, five. We got five magical tracks left, and this one starts out a little series that I did. It was three in a row. Okay. Actually, kind of four, but the three is the main focus, and what it is is we're going to target a little itty-bitty spotlight on an instrument New Orleans is very famous for. Is it a bass drum? No. Is it a guitar? No. Is it a tuba? No. Is it a trumpet? No. The world may never know. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? One, two, three. <laughs> no. Um, the piano. Okay. New Orleans piano. And... A certain somebody once said, you can't have New Orleans piano unless you have that little Spanish tinge oh, for sure. in the left hand, that little habanera rhythm. Let's see if you can figure out who the hell that was.
Ferdinand Lamoth Morton, better known as Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll Morton from Alan Lomax's Library of Congress recordings. We heard The Crave, which has been Hollywoodized and famous and all this other stuff, like put in films, you know, when they featured this character like Jelly Roll Morton or named Jelly Roll Morton, like The Legend of 1800 with the piano duel and all this shit. But. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about historical facts. This was the actual Jelly Roll Morton playing his habanera Spanish tinge based song that he wrote called The Crave. And if that doesn't just give you chills because it's this awesome, awesome, awesome vibe. And we're talking, what, 1938, 39 when he recorded this shit for the Library of Congress? So, yeah, when everybody else is not even swinging in the mood, he's doing this shit. Yeah, he needs, yeah, I mean, yeah, special, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, of course, Jelly Roll is a son of New Orleans, Louisiana, and we want to spotlight him in this little piano segment. Love to hear Dave's thoughts. I remember when I first heard Jelly Roll, I was in uh, world music class, and uh, my uh, professor said Dave you should listen to some like really basic shit but like complex he 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 really hooked me up man like due to that professor at my at one of my community colleges I mean he opened up my world and uh you know Nate just continues to like literally fill in the voids that uh you know my professor left so I'm grateful to hear Jelly Roll. I I never heard that he had made all this stuff for the Library of Congress. So when, you know, we came over, I came over to his house. I mean, we spent like a good hour and a half, two hours listening to, you know, his just Jelly Roll. It was it was beautiful. And, uh, you know, like I I basically got a history lesson on Jelly Roll. Every time. Every every motherfucking time. So there was, I think it was Jelly Roll and Sidney Bechet. Sidney, yeah, night, yeah. It was like it was two and two, and I mean, both of them from New Orleans. Both of go. them still so, preaching that. Still, New Orleans. still, still. So we're just out here doing it. You know how yeah, we man. do. We're just out here doing it. We riding dirty. Riding dirty. <laughs> <laughs> we're swinging dirty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Next piano player. Uh, This guy was a one-eye, eye-patch, pirate-looking, wearing, um, black, gay, heroin addict, junkie, who changed the course of New Orleans piano forever. Really? Yeah. Talk about James Booker. We'll talk more about him after we hear this. Now listen to these words.
James motherfucking Booker. Live at Montreux. Papa was a rascal. That man is so important to New Orleans history and to New Orleans piano. Here is this blind and one eye gay junkie heroin overdosed unreliable motherfucking genius of the the piano this guy would play gigs at the maple leaf bar and he'd be doing a mozart piece or he'd be going into a tarantella and then he'd start singing beatles over it talking about a genius mind now i'm gonna let dave take it over for a second because i know i'm i start to ramble on these motherfuckers but i wanted to get dave's take on this shit of the bayou maharaja james booker before i tell him some drop your jaw facts about why he's so important to the culture okay literally this song started playing nate pulled out a fucking book on this guy DVD. it's a dvd on this guy which has like an insert that is like Probably like fifteen pages long, which has like great pictures of this guy. And it's the I, Bayou Maharaja documentary on James Booker. It, it's amazing. Like I'm looking through the picture, the the picture on the back of him. He my, this it, it says it all. I mean, it's got Mister Booker smiling at a fucking camera. With an eye patch that has a fucking star on it, and he's got his afro out, and he he just looks like he stole a fucking uh, a diamond as big as a fucking Yugo. He probably did. <laughs> I mean, that's how fucking legit this motherfucker looks on the back. Like for real, he looks like he's having the time of his life, and I don't even fucking doubt for one second that he wasn't in this fucking photo. So, yeah, I want to get to know this dude. You know his music. Point blank. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And his music is very, 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 very important. I will say that. But And he was a staple in New Orleans at the Maple Leaf and all that. But let me ask you uh, just a, a simple question, Dave. Um, let, 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 let's, there's two of them. One, would you take a lesson with this motherfucker? Yeah, I'd take a lesson from that motherfucker. As long as he didn't make me go get his junk before... You know, if I didn't have to go get his junk, like, I, I would go take a lesson from him. But what if this motherfucker said that he wanted to teach you how to play the organ? Are we talking the skin flute? Or are, <laughs> we talking, are we talking a real organ? Because I will play. No, it. we're yeah. pulling out the stops. No skin flutes. Yeah, you know no, I mean? no, I mean, no, I know yeah. he was a gay junkie, but I'm just. Yeah, no, 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 no. For no. Sure, like, sure. for real. Like, the organ organ. Like a yeah, church yeah, organ. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fucking. I'll sit down and try any day. Well, you would have benefited because guess who did that? He really did? Mac Rebenack learned how to play the organ. Dr. John learned how to play the organ from James motherfucking Booker. Wow. Now, second question, because I thought you might say yeah to that one, but let's see what you'd say to this. Would you send your seven-year-old or eight-year-old son alone to go take a lesson with this dude? Or come to your house and have a lesson with him? Come to my house for sure, but I don't know about sending him like two blocks down. <clears throat> you know, because, you know, just for... No, not two blocks down. We're talking halfway across the city. Yeah, yeah halfway across the city. Hell the city no. of New Orleans. Hell no. Hell no. I ain't sending my kid. But it, it ain't about, like, not... It's about his, his moral character. 
Well, would it have helped if you were a DA? Yeah, I guess it would have. If if he was a D, if I was a DA, yeah. Like seven or eight year old Harry Connick Jr. took piano lessons from James Booker. Damn. Does that change your mind about some shit now? Yeah, I mean that's fucking. He ain't just the guy going, hey, everybody, it's Harry. Thanks for joining me on my Christmas special. Who ordered the crawfish? Here's a new Chrysler. Hey, isn't everybody going to the Superdome? No. By the way, I'm in a new movie with Sandra Bullock starring, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. This motherfucker. And Harry is a, is a thing to himself. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah, but, sure. but as a kid, this was his piano teacher. James Booker. And then he escalated and graduated from James Booker once he passed away to Ellis Marsalis. That was his next piano teacher. So, yeah. By the way, in the spirit of New Orleans and New Orleans Sons, Harry Connick Jr., uh, unfortunately, I don't have room for Harry Connick Jr. I wish to God I did. But uh, that man's a genius. Like, when he had his big band on tour when he was doing the Harry Met Sally soundtrack, here's a little two snippets for Harry, right? Besides the fact that he's a great actor, a great singer, a great musician, he's a great arranger because he arranged an arrangement for Big Band a day for one year when he was on tour with his Big Band. That's 365 arrangements. That's insane. And furthermore, if you are familiar with those computer screens that are like um, the electrical computer screens that are on the stand, for musicians and they move up in the time of the music. Harry Connick Jr. not only invented that but still has the patent on that. And his big bands use those and he makes money off that. On top of the fact that he married a Victoria's Secret model and they have like three kids. Shit! Motherfucking genius. Motherfucking genius right there. Harry Connick. All hail Harry. Shit. But here's that lineage. James Booker to Harry Connick Jr. Right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're so right. So there you go. Um, all right, we got a third piano player. We keep on kind of progressing, so we went from Jelly Roll to James Booker. Now we're going to go to an Englishman. You're going, what the fuck? Bring that shit. Bring it. This guy came over from England. His name is John Cleary, and his band is called the Absolute Monster Gentleman. And he lays down some of the smoothest piano. And he knows how to play Jelly Roll stuff. He knows how to play James Booker stuff. He's done duets with Alan Toussaint. And he throws in little, like, Spanish habanera, like, Latin salsa mambo things in the middle of the smoothest grooves. It's the craziest shit. And not to mention, he sings, too. Just like Jelly, just like James. John Cleary sings as well. So let's hear the ultimate song about betrayal when you get back. She loved me fine when I was riding from Hong Kong and she dug it even better calling long distance on the phone and cool and sexy getting that postcard from Brazil all but now I'm back here back home Song. But she lied 
and the absolute monster gentleman. As you can hear, there is similarities and differences going from that whole lineage from Jelly Roll Morton to James Booker to John Cleary. And they're all funky and they all just in their own way. But it's all New Orleans. Dave? Have you ever had a girl lie to you about coming home from the bar and getting some? Well, that's what that song was about. That's what, that's where it hit me, right in the core. Like, you know. But she lied. But she lied. When, I, man, man, let me tell you something. I've done been down that road. Who the who, who hasn't? Who hasn't? I mean, hit it, Doctor Jazz. <laughs> okay, we got two more for you. This is kind of our Mardi Gras finale, but um, Dave, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wait and tell you who all's in this after it's over. All right? We're going to let it explain it by themselves. Hope you're enjoying this. You're listening to Dr. Jazz Podcast, Mardi Gras edition. This one of our King Tune that we're going to finalize tonight with. That was one of Professor Longhair's hits. We figure that's appropriate for the cadenza. Gonna make me shout. I'm going down and get 
right, that was Big Chief by Dr. John Earl King, The Meters, and Professor Longhair, all on PBS's Soundstage 1974, live from Chicago. And it's one of the New Orleans staples, Big Chief. It's the song that Earl King wrote. And to have all them do, and the fact, here's the thing, they didn't rehearse that. It was impromptu. Dr. John just said, Earl, come on up here, man, while we're all on up here. Let's do Big Chief. Amazing. And that's what it sounded like with no rehearsal. Amazing. Yeah. Bunch of New Orleans legends right there on the same Amazing. thing. I asked Dave, I said, do you think do you think that sounds like three pianos? Like an organ, an electric piano, and a regular piano all on that same stage? He said, no. No, not at all. It was It blended so well. And the, the, the force of that beat was just, I mean, it was relentless. Oh, yeah. Big Chief never stops. Now, I do have one very, very quick story. Because Dave asked me, he goes right at the very end, he goes, Nate, do you think they partied after? I mean, they they it was really hard. Like, I mean, these guys looked like they were having the time of their lives. I was, I was like, they had, do you think they partied? Well, I can tell you that they did because let me tell you a story I know about Professor Longhair. Professor Longhair, much like Louis Armstrong, loved, loved, loved his weed. Mm. And a young Mac Rabinac, Dr. John, he loved it too when he was a kid and always was hanging out with Professor Longhair because his other piano teacher was Professor Longhair. So you see where all this shit connects now? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Now, Mac used to talk about, and I read this in his biography under a hoodoo moon. Um, he was talking about how he would go over to Fess's house, and uh, Fess's house used to be on Terpsichore Street or Boulevard in New Orleans. And Fess, even though he looked like a simpleton, was truly a genius. Because here's the thing Fess loved his wheat, but his wife did not. At all, like she didn't even she didn't even like the smell of smoke. Mm. So here's what he did: he actually took a room in his basement, and he James Bond that shit up. What do I mean? He had a a lazy boy recliner that the arm opened up like a console. He would hit a button, and all the doors would close. He'd hit another button, the windows would open. He had a third button and he had some way that he rigged up like raid spray. Like what you spray for bugs. Because that shit was so strong it would it would drown out the weed. Wow. So that's right. So Fess would have Dr. John over. He'd say, Oh, come on down to my basement, boy. And then he'd sit in this chair. He'd open up that that arm. Click one, click two, click three. And that's what was going on. So, do I know that they partied? Yeah, you could pretty much bet your ass on it. Damn. That's Fess. Damn. That's New Orleans. That's amazing. There you go. All right, so we got one last song as our finale, as our closer. We thank you for listening to us. It's been a pleasure having our old buddy Dave, Senior Blues, here with us yes, for this uh, Mardi Gras celebration. Uh-huh. Mardi, Mardi Gras. <laughs> Mardi, Mardi Gras. Uh-huh. On a Friday. On Happy a Friday. belated 
Mardi Gras to everybody. We're about three hurricanes deep. So we've got a level three hurricane <laughs> that we're level dealing threes. with. That's right, level threes. Um, but we can't talk about New Orleans. And and let me just say this, too. It was so hard for me to just pick, like, 21 tracks. And it's been long. This has mm-hmm. been a nice long podcast. But I had to dwindle that shit down. And it's like, oh, my God. It went it from, like, torture. a... It was It was. It was torture. It was. Notice that there was no... Uh, "Quote unquote Neville Brothers." There was no Harry. There was no Sidney Bechet, right? And I love all these musicians and artists very deeply, all right? So there was no Clifton Chenier, and I love him too. But um, there's one that we cannot ignore. Any guess, Dave? No, but you can bring that shit right now. Louis Daniel Armstrong. Yes, yes. Here is Louis Armstrong with When It's Sleepy Time Down South. Right in my memories are 
Kasat Beliade Dudusat Good evening everybody Armstrong when it's sleepy time down south perfect close perfect ending to a perfect Mardi Gras themed podcast we appreciate you listening to the Dr. Jazz podcast Mardi Gras edition want to thank our friend Dave aka Senior Blues for being with us thank you for having me as always bro um, thank you for sharing some hurricanes with me there you Absolutely. go alright so uh, I think we talked about we're gonna make this a yearly tradition because you know how we feel. I, I feel about traditions, you know. So we're gonna welcome you into that tradition world. Uh, but we do want to say thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you had a ball. Uh, we do love you madly, in the famous words of Duke Ellington, and that's it. So ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now. Because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>